Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome in to Arrowhead Pride Radio. Here's the editor-in-chief of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens. All right, powering along. Long day. The drive extended. Just kidding. This is Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio with myself, Dusty Likens, Pete Sweeney, and Blake with you as well. Up until 7 o'clock, Ron Kopp will join us at 6.15. And then, you know, the greatest part of the night on Wednesday, it's Yo Pete, where you get to ask Pete any sort of question you have regarding this team. Uh, No, he cannot dress up for a wide receiver or protect Travis Kelsey any more than we already have seen. So uh, it is a Wednesday night, post-Christmas, pre-New Year's. Pete Sweeney, you've been up here about as long as I've been up here today. Uh, Good to see you, my man. Hope you had a good Christmas with, uh, with all your family and loved ones. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, we are we're through Christmas and now on to you know, New Year's Eve coming up, and mm. we'll be celebrating that at Arrowhead. I was really surprised that you weren't the cliche guy that proposed on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I was really thinking this was the year. Yeah. Well, look, there's always it, next year. There's always New Year's too. Right. Because if I see a, if I see a Snapchat or if I see a Instagram story and you're at like Capitol Grill. Mm. I'm putting all my money on the Sween parlay. Is that on Fanduel? Can you bet that on Fanduel? I think it's an overseas bet. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a Bavada situation. Yeah, you gotta you gotta know a Bada before you Bavada. Because mm. that I mean that that could get there, man. You know the the flannel might get uh, might get tied down, but uh, you're a you're in a good mood. What what, is, what gives? It just seems like you're just in a great mood tonight. I'm always in a great mood. Yeah. Why am I ever in a bad mood? Well, you know, tough game this this past weekend. I don't care. You didn't care. What does it affect me? Yeah. It's if they lose in the playoffs, you know what that means? What's that? More after hours. Yeah. You know if they win in the playoffs, more after hours. Yep. Yep. So, so I mean, like just do you, boo. Pretty soon it's gonna be baseball season, less after and hours. And then I'm then I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, then we'll then, then you never see me we'll anymore. See you in October. Maybe Pete's just surprised because you have been labeled the most negative person on radio. Right. So I was. Yeah. You know. They yeah. said you're such a downer every time. You it, just ugh. It it does feel like you get down low. Well. If we're talking about, anyways, in the, uh, weed, in the weeds. Okay. In the weeds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh no, this is Arrowhead Pride Radio on Six Ten Sports Radio, Chief Editor Pete Sweeney. With us until seven, and then we're both out of here and ready to celebrate the new year. Pete, let let's actually let's talk about that game a little bit. Okay. And I know that you were on with Carrington because I was on with Carrington today. That's got to be rock bottom, right? Like that's that's the bottom of the well of the pit of whatever this season has been, will be, is yeah. going to be. That has to be rock bottom. Well, it needs to be or else they're not going to do anything in the playoffs or even worse, which, you know, you don't even want to talk about that alternative. Uh, and so it has to be. This has to be the rock bottom or, you know, everything that they talk about 
off season, leading into the season, throughout the season, the ultimate goal, all that is it's for naught. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you you think about what happened against the Raiders. I think what was different about this particular game for me was just the fact that it was everybody on offense. I, I think you could look in previous games and you could point to a specific thing, and it's been different things every week. You know, a lot of the the theme this year has been the to- turnovers and the penalties, which has been a consistent thing. But usually there's one player or one moment where you can blame and say, hey, you know, this, this was probably the reason. If they had this, then it would have been a better day. Mm-hmm. This was a complete and utter f- failure, you know, for the offense. I mean, it was 55, 56 minutes of – just a a terrible performance from the offensive line onward. The pass catchers couldn't get open. I don't, I don't think Patrick Mahomes played particularly well. The lowest graded game of his career, and so I don't know. I you know I I think it had to have come to a head. You can't really do any worse than the Chiefs' offense did on Monday. Which mm-hmm. you know if you're trying to look at it as like a glass half full thing, they're gonna play better next week because they have to, uh, and so. You try to get these two wins. You try to feel like you're in a better place where you stop making these mistakes, and then you see what happens in a in a playoff situation where you're going to have to go on the road. Uh, we're pretty confident about that, uh, you know. At this stage, uh, if the Chiefs aren't going on the road, that means they're out of the playoffs this year because it seems like they're going to be the number three seed. Speaking of that game, as we'll get to the injury report, that was uh, pretty large today yeah. uh, for the Chiefs. We'll get to that here in a second, but. You look at that game and you and you see the the frustrations and one of the kind of the takes that I I kind of talked about on on Tuesday was I'm okay with with frustration when I guess it alludes to it or it's been a while or you have that point but this is now 3 games in a row where we've seen the quarterback who rarely ever loses his cool unless it's his own self-inflicted wound but the Buffalo game, the New England game, and now this game, there's been raw emotion. This is more than just drop passes. There's more to this than just this guy's dropping passes, causing interceptions. This is three weeks in a row where we've seen just raw ranting emotion from Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and and I, I think the frustrations have reached a peak, right? Like, And, and it's for everybody. I mean, yeah. you, you see that by extension with Travis Kelsey. Uh the defense is really doing a nice job with not leaning into the finger pointing. And, you know, I think a lot of that could be there's a lot of returners, and they know in previous years it was the offense that was carrying this football team. And so I don't know. I, I just – I'm kind of at a loss myself. I just think they're just at a point where they don't recognize themselves. You know, you know and I think that you've seen a little bit of the out of character. Um, Kelsey's always had some fire to him but it's been more in a negative fashion this way. You know, we've never seen Patrick Mahomes explode like he did a few weeks ago at the officials and some of those on-field frustrations as well. Um, Andy Reid looks frustrated. The offensive line getting yelled at by Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just we haven't seen this tough a year so far in the career of Patrick Mahomes, and and what is crazy about it and what nobody wants to hear seemingly is is there is still an angle where they could turn it around. It's just – getting harder and harder to believe that they can actually do so. It's a new week in the NFL, which means it's time to take a look at the new injury report for the Chiefs. That's right. You hear that guitar. You start to air guitar as much as you possibly can. This week's injury report, quite lengthy, and also there might be a little bit of a jet spark coming back to the team, per se. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. 
Nicole Hardman, still on injured reserves. This is the second week he's practicing, but he's a full participant. So he could be back in the mix, and you wonder if Kadarius Tony's status has anything to do with that as well. Second week in a row, he has his hip injury. Now he hasn't practiced for four practice days Great. in a row. So that's good. Doesn't seem to be trending in the right direction for Tony. There are four other injuries to note. Donovan Smith still out of the mix. I, I don't think Donovan Smith plays this week. He tried to give it a go last uh, first day of practice, which was Thursday of last week. Uh, he did, and then he was held back the rest of the week. So it seems like he suffered a setback with that stinger. Isaiah Pacheco, I think it's a tall task for him to come back because it's a short week. Remember, there's one last day. It's a concussion. So very unpredictable injury, of course, but less days this week to get back. So I think you'll see another dose of Clyde Edwards-Alaire, at least right now. Concerning one here, Legereus Sneed, looking like one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. He did not practice today with a calf injury. That is the one to monitor. Jalen Watson, who would be the backup, has an illness. He didn't practice either, but you feel better about Watson. But to me, Sneed is uh, the one to watch, Dusty. And then the other side of the injury report, Cincinnati, yeah. they've got a couple big names on theirs as well that may not be playing on a short week either. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it just does seem like the Bengals are a little bit better of a situation injury-wise than the Chiefs. Only four names on the list. One of them's a big one in Jamar Chase. Didn't play last week. Did not practice with the shoulder today, but he did do the walkthrough. So mm. there is some slight optimism on Chase would be a very big break if Chase can't play for the Bengals in this game for the Chiefs. Another one to watch, cornerback Cam Taylor-Britt. Uh, he has been on injured reserve, but they designated him to return today. He put in a full practice, just like McCole Hardman. So that'd be a big boost for the Bengals when it comes to their defensive backs. So I think the key injuries to watch this week, Pacheco, of course, a luxurious need, and then on the other side, uh, Jamar Chase and what his status becomes. There's no way that Jamar Chase plays this game. Well, he did the walkthrough. But what does that mean? Like, does he have pads on? Is he getting? He's not getting no. hit. He's not. Nothing's like that is is happening. No, it's like a game plan of, of the plays. But you're not having any contact or anything close. He to was it. in a sling two weeks ago. He didn't practice or play the week prior, and now he's doing walkthroughs on a Wednesday. Hmm. Okay. DNP though. Did not practice. For those of you that don't understand that. Little but, football lingo. Did Legereus need? So, was there a moment in that game where that happened, where that calf flared up or something? Because I don't, I guess I don't remember that. Could be a next day thing, a little bit of okay. soreness, a little tender. The good thing about Sneed, though, is I mean, he's good enough to just not practice all week and go. Fair. So, could be precautious. I, I, I tend to think he'll get a limited practice in and go, but we'll see. He would be a big loss. Well, Friday's the key day for uh, for those of you there watching is. the injury report. Unfortunately, though, right, like, and this would be the dire of scenarios of, mm-hmm. like, a Sneed getting ruled out and somehow Chase not. Well, that'd be nice. No, I'm saying. Oh, he would actually play? That that would be the, the oh, worst Oh, that's a worst-case case scenario. scenario. Yeah. I just don't see how Jamar Chase can play. That's just me. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to threaten Dr. his strength. Dr. Likens over here. Yeah. I got this. Uh, that's Pete Sweeney coming up on the other side. Ron Cobb Jr., their lead film analyst over at Arrowhead Pride. Man, he's had so many tweets. Uh, he's been he's, he's dialed tweeting up, in, tweeting up a storm, tweeting up a storm. He's he's frustrated. He's interested, and he's he's got a lot of answers for in, us on the, the other lab. side. He's been in the lab. He's been in the, he, he he hasn't left the lab. He's been in the lab more than Binkley's been in the studio for the last three weeks. That's <laughs> Pete Sweeney. I'm Dusty Likens, and for Blake as well. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio on Six Ten Sports Radio. Listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. 
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, later on in the evening, Yo Pete... 645-913-586-7610. Yo, Pete, if you have questions about the uh, Kansas City Chiefs football program, as they had uh, quite possibly one of the worst games I've ever seen live. I think I've probably seen the two worst live Chiefs games in the last 20 years. I saw that one on Christmas Day, and I saw the other one that it reminded me of is I don't know who the Chiefs quarterback was. It wasn't a good one, but they played Tim Tebow, and Tim Tebow, I believe, hit Eric Decker on a Hail Mary play almost, yeah. or like a deep pass on the left side, and they scored with like not a lot of time left. I think the final score was seven to three. Hmm. It's terrible. Beautiful. That was the game where Tebow only completed three passes. Only threw three passes or completed three passes? Something. Yes. It was the worst game I'd ever been to. And then that happened on Christmas Day. But it is Wednesday night. It is past six fifteen. We are now joined by one and only Ron Cop Jr. Ron, first off, how was your Christmas? Second off, what in the hell happened on Christmas Day at Arrowhead? Dusty, I was there too, and and I could agree with you. And all I can say is the Chiefs, the Chiefs are not. But ho ho ho, I'm on fire. Shout out Dusty, good Let's good song go. recommendation from last week. You liked uh, it? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did. Um, you know, it's not the wife's genre, so I, you know, I can't say she, you know, it was, it was super positive on, on her part, but, uh, yeah, definitely better reviews on, on that song than, than the Chiefs game Monday. Um, especially Praise being there, me. you know, I took, I took 10 family members, uh, to that embarrassment, Oof. Dusty. So Oof. just, just imagine me, you know, convincing all my family to, to come out Christmas day, rainy, snowy, or, you know, cold, uh, just to see that. So, uh, so yeah, so I, you know. Chiefs owe me one or something, right? Yeah, for sure. That like you a need, freebie. You need like sweet tickets to like a playoff game because you might only get one at this point. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, I've, I've I've kind of followed you quite a lot this week because you've uh, you've kind of dialed up a lot of different things that went wrong in a game where a lot of people on other you know platforms I won't say them but they suck um, probably wouldn't do the hard diligent work that you have done. A lot of it was. And what we've heard is maybe Mahomes took off too early. Maybe there's lack of trust. And then there's the stat out there that MVS played 61 snaps and had one target, zero catches, zero yards. And it was just what we saw a mess on the offensive side. It absolutely was. And I mean, it, it started off right away. I mean, the first three drives uh, were basically three it outs. The third one went five plays, but they got bailed out on a, on a defensive holding and then proceeded to go three and out anyway. Uh, so, First three drives, they get set back each time with, with, with you know, stuffed runs or, or false starts, right? Right side of false start early. Um, MVS was offside early on, on a play that ended up in a sack. They, Mahomes botched a handoff early on. That was my main thing here was just, golly, the lack of details. It's been a thing all year, but this game especially, there was just something really just off about the play calling, in my opinion. You know, you're talking about one thing I highlighted, you know, in the podcast today was, 
you know, the, 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 the touchdown run by Pacheco was awesome, right? Direct snap, um, great play design. The next time they had the ball on offense, they showed the same look with Pacheco in the backfield, not the exact same look, but Pacheco taking the direct snap. I think, I, I think doing that back-to-back plays, you are kind of asking for a defensive lineman to just bull rush and because it's going to be a simple cadence. It's going to be, you know, th- there's something to that. Um, and, and, or after the Clyde screen, right? One of the biggest plays of the game, finally the Chiefs offense has some juice. In the red zone, two straight plays where Kelsey is getting a wide receiver quick screen. The first one got in, incomplete. They just went to the other side and, and, and threw another one, and, and it barely gave them a yard. They actually got kind of tipped up and, uh, you know, bobbled for a sec. All that to say, man, you know, I, I just w- was not a fan of how the entire operation worked on, on Monday. And then you you, see, you saw Mahomes today come out and talk about maybe his, you know, what, what he kind of did in terms of some pocket presence things. I think the pass protection early kind of kind of rattled them a little bit and definitely settled in to an extent. But that Raiders pass rush was, was relentless, was furious. And Mahomes definitely, you know, could have helped. But I don't know. I think he was being a little harder on himself. I think that it was just tough on, on a rookie left tackle and, and, and the rest of the group with Max Crosby and company. Yeah, we just posted your article to ArrowheadPride.com talking to our lead analyst, Ron Kopp, from Arrowhead Pride. And, and you talked about how Mahomes embraced some of this criticism, some self-criticism today at the podium, just mentioning twice separately that he was drifting a bit and needs to get – back to the fundamentals of his pocket presence and footwork. But you're you're thinking that maybe he was maybe just saying that to defend his offensive line, try to instill confidence because he was okay in this game by your estimation? Well, just in terms of the pocket presence, in, yeah. my, in my opinion, I, I really do think there were, there were times to be critical of himself, but it was more so maybe not taking chances, maybe not, you know, uh, staying, you know, and, and, and staying within the rhythm of a play, maybe taking off early. But it, just in terms of when he's, he's talking about drifting back and, and stuff, I just feel like, you know, there were, there were some plays where he had no choice. Uh, right, you know, the right. uh, Wanya Morris was credited with uh, 12 or 13 pressures by PFF's uh, tracking. And, man, it was around the outside. It was to the inside. You know, that blind side, you know, Mahomes not maybe seeing it as well as maybe to his front side. That was really impacting him as the game went on, really, really negate, you know, really kind of impacting, you know, his just comfort in the pocket. And, you know, again, I, I think there were times where he scrambled up the field and got a first down, and it was it was great, um, and, and that was a good play. So that's not necessarily drifting back, but it's it's not staying in the pocket. It's not you know trying to stay within the the play. And mm-hmm. you know, to your MVS point earlier, I you know there were many plays where MVS was was breaking open, and and whether it was pressure, whether it was Mahomes just kind of you know not getting through all his reads, which he mentioned too. He also mentioned himself not getting through all his reads, uh, possibly being a, a problem. MBS definitely had some opportunities to get some passes in, and it just didn't work out. And that is kind of the weird part of this offense is, is there's just not a lot of opportunities for receivers downfield right now. It's, it's, it's really barren. Where do you put the level of trust with everybody on this offense when you watch week in and week out? Because obviously last week there was the fumble right by the, right on the 25 yard line, touchdown, very next play pick six. At that point, I believe the Chiefs had five minutes left in the first quarter, negative 18 yards. Helmets are getting thrown. Tempers are flaring. Is it, is, is it just because there's such a high standard that this team is, is used to having, or is it just maybe there is just lack of trust or accountability throughout from what you see with play calling or with like the way they're getting to the line of scrimmage? What say you, Ron Cobb Jr.? Well, it's a different kind of frustration than we've seen from the past. I think in the past we talked about Mahomes, you know, maybe showing some frustration or showing some, you know, maybe, uh, you know, impatience when teams are forcing them to play, you know, with quick passes and, and play with the run because they're playing such too high and playing such soft defenses. 
that is the crazy part about the unsuccessfulness of the offense is that they're, the Raiders, like this game specifically, teams are, are daring the Chiefs to beat them vertically. Safeties are flying to the line of scrimmage. You know, a lot of one high, a lot of cover zero looks and pass down situations. The Chiefs are not making defenses pay for it like they have in the past. And that's a big part of this is that, you know, the frustrations before is like, well, we just can't, you, we can't even, uh, you know, get to those big plays because they're not even allowing us to. Defenses are actually kind of allowing guys to to find vertical space, uh, you know, if, if the Chiefs, you know, can manufacture or get to it. And it just does not seem like they're able, they're able to manufacture it, you know, whether it is just because the pass protection is just not trustworthy right now enough to, to do a deeper pass pattern. You know, that one to Richie James was really the only time you saw any sort of downfield completion this game, and that's been a theme uh, for the offense recently. So, you know, that, that is a big deal, and, and, and it's why you're seeing the run game not succeed because safeties can fly up and, and be that eighth defender in the box. And, and, and Chiefs, the Chiefs' run offense has been so predicated on running against light boxes. That's not, that's not how it's working right now, and it's really just messing up the whole offense. You talked a lot about offense, Ron, and let's touch upon the defense. Another solid performance for most of the game. Weren't able to hold the Raiders on that last drive when it came to getting the ball back, back to Patrick Mahomes. Does the defense and the defensive performance in that game and really the whole year give you any kind of hope now heading into these final two weeks that they could right the ship ahead of the playoffs? I mean, it, it would be a legendary run, right? If, if, if it really did, you know, if, if it was backpacked on Steve Spagnuolo, this unit that is just playing super well, um, just a guy like Charles Amenehu, who, who Caleb wrote for uh, the site, is, is just coming on. And, and if you're talking about all the other guys we, we, we all know in the, on this team, if Amenehu can, can also be in a, a really productive pass rusher, I mean, you have a lot of options. Mm. Um, I think Spag was honestly holding some stuff back. Uh, you know, I don't think we've seen as much of the creative pass rush packages in recent weeks, because he just has trusted his guys to win straight up, and, 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 you know, they're doing it. I mean, obviously, they, they had no part in losing that game on Sunday besides that last drive, which, man, it's tough, you know, right? Nick Bolton probably could have made, you know, a, a pretty, you know, a really nice play if he would have shot the gap a little harder on that, that 42-yard run on the last drive. But all that to say, man, you, you, that defense held it up. That pass rush was would have been relentless if they didn't get a 10-point deficit right out the gate, right? You know, I think the Raiders were kind of able to, to, you know, negate the pass rush from that point. So, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs' defense is, is ready to, you know, to try to support this team, but there's only so much you can do in an offensive league, right? And, and so I, I, I think it's still, it's still one of those things. You know, the offense needs to, to step up their game. Well, uh, Russell Wilson got benched for the final two games of the season. You are not getting benched at all for the final two games of the season. What do you got coming up this week for, say, uh, well, uh, when the schedule came out, this game looked like it might be fireworks and all of the above. Today, it looks like it just might be just do better than last week. Well, yeah, I mean, Jake Browning, honestly, I mean, you got to gotta admit, I mean, dude, dude has played pretty well. I know last week was just the Pittsburgh game kind of, you know, kind of looked bad, but mm. you know, I'm, this game's going to be a, a tough one, man. I mean, talk about a team that w- would love to spoil the Chiefs season. I mean, if the Chiefs lose this game, and the Raiders and Broncos win, or one of them at least, I think the Raiders especially, you know, you're leaving that division title uh, door open if you don't win this game against the Bengals. And it's, a, it's largely the same defense, right, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, that, that the Chiefs have struggled against, right? They, they're missing two safeties, which I do think is a big deal. Vaughn Bell and J- Jesse Bates are no longer a part of the team. But, yeah, no, I, I, that's the thing, man. This is going to be a competitive game, and, and there's a lot of pressure on the Chiefs to, to kind of get it done this no matter how you connect with Allstate, you're in good hands. That's because you'll find our best auto coverage at our best price online or by calling 888-ALLSTATE. 
Prices vary subject to terms, conditions, and availability. All state fire and casualty insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Sunday or, or you're on you're, you know, you you got week 18 kind of, you know, possibly with the division still for grabs if, if, if they struggle with this defense Sunday. Well, Ron, take care. Take care of everything over there at Pride. Have a good new year. And uh, we'll talk to you, I believe, next Wednesday about what is after the result of the Cincinnati and Kansas City Chiefs game. And have a good one, my man. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Ron Cobb Jr., lead film analyst over at Arrowhead Pride. Surprised he had time for us as much time as he's been in the lab uh, this week. But uh, don't forget, Yo Pete, your questions at the end of the show, 913-586-7610. It's Yo Pete as we'll get into the Arrowhead Pride mailbag. But on the other side, we'll see if Pete still has some belief that this team can get to that point by the end of this game on Sunday. It's Pete Sweeney. It's Blake. Dusty Likens. You're listening to Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Don't forget after this show, you get that betting show with Alex Gold live from the new sportsbook at was, Hollywood Casino. I was out there today. How was it? It was great. It looked more like a bar. Like, I didn't, like when I think of sportsbook, I think like a little like nook in the back. It looks like a, like a big ass place, man. It was cool. If you'd been out there before, they, they kind of had like a temporary setup, and mm-hmm. they really enhanced it. I mean, there's TV after TV after TV. There's kiosks. There's little ways to gamble You know, with those computer games. Uh, as you're watching the sports, they got this big screen that you can split into 12 different games at the same time. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like March Madness weekend or something like that. So We should do that. It's cool that Alex is out there tonight. Uh, I, had a, I had a good time this morning. I got to see a little sneak preview of it, but I, I believe it's open as of right now. A little sneaky Pete is what you got there. Sure. Okay. Um, Keep firing. Yeah, you're fired. Um, this game Sunday, man, I uh, I don't know. I, I have no idea what sort of angle to take. I mean, I'm going to do Cody and Gold on Friday, 10 to 2, and I have no idea where I want to put any sort of emphasis in this game because of what was last week, what this season's been. It's week 17. Clean it up. Fix things. We'll be fine. It seems like a bunch of smokescreen, and I don't know if I just need one game or two games or, or what I need for expectations moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I it's tough right now. I, I think there's a lot of fans and, and people even covering the team that are just riding off the season. And as much as, you know, you want to look at last game and, and say to yourself, well, it's over. Uh, that's not how it works, right? Like, they still got to play two regular season games. And it doesn't seem likely that suddenly this is going to be an offense that puts everything together and, and ticks on all cylinders. But it's possible, right? I think you can have two efforts here where you finally do have less mistakes. You finally do have less penalties. You finally have control of a football game and you you match what the defensive effort has been and you go into the playoffs with some confidence and you should be 
if this goes the right way in the right direction, things break your way. You're not playing a team like the Buffalo Bills in the first round. You're still going to be in a position at home to win a wild card game. And then you kind of see where things are at three or four weeks from now. You know, I, I think it, it's such a Super Bowl or bust situation here in Kansas City. So it's easy to just get down on them because it's not that level of excellence that we've seen for so many years in a row. But there are still two games left uh, to to figure something out. And we'll see what they can do with the Bengals on, on Sunday. Yeah, the Chiefs have had the Bills at home lost. Philadelphia at home lost. Detroit at home and lost. This is another, I guess, big matchup that really lost a lot of smoke. I think once Joe Burrow went out and we knew that we weren't going to get that Burrow-Mahomes sort of whatever, and Cincinnati's kind of fought with their fingernails to kind of stay in the playoff picture. Right, right, right. Is this, like, I know we hear a lot of like, oh, Cincinnati, they still hate the Chiefs. They still want to be. Is there not that same, you think there's still that same, like, vibe with the Chiefs towards Cincinnati or is it still the Chiefs are that much more focused on getting themselves right that they don't even want to talk about what this potential rivalry game might be well it's completely changed um and I think that happened with the injury to Joe Burrow Mm -hmm. from that point forward this was never going to be the same type of thing because you take away the quarterback and it's it's a different team I mean you could say that about any team that you remove the starter and it's not going to have the same juice. Like instantly the Bengals went from what was one of the AFC contenders, even with a slow start, to one that would have to really fight through adversity to even make the postseason. And not really in the classic threat, you know, when it comes to mm-hmm. facing the Kansas City Chiefs. And on the Chiefs side, uh, the Bengals aren't as much of a worry because they're just worried about self-improvement at this stage. And so... I think the rivalry part of the game has lost a ton of juice, but you can make a case that the importance is greater than it's ever been because rather than playing for the top of the AFC, it's like almost playing for relevance of having a chance in the postseason, and that's more important, right? Uh, in right. a way, in a way, it's it's feeling good about yourselves going into these AFC playoffs. Speaking of feeling good, this game is Kansas City Chiefs minus seven. Yeah. The the betting degenerate myself seems that as of right now, I feel like you should hammer Cincinnati plus seven. Like right. I, I feel like the Chiefs would just be happy with, you know, zero turnovers and win this game 13 to 10. Defense is dominant again, but you didn't turn the ball over. You you held time possession and you got out of you got out of town. Vegas, it seems like Chiefs are winning this game. 27 to 10 or 27 to 20, something like, you know, maybe not 20, but like somewhere around there, it's a touchdown victory by the Kansas city chiefs. Do you believe in that? Or would you go more? So like, maybe this is one of those times where it's like, I think the chiefs will win, but I definitely don't think they're going to win by seven. Yeah. I don't know. The NFL is strange, right? Like you have a week where Mm -hmm. early in the year, the jets beat the Eagles randomly or, you even see last week where I, I think there was a contingent of people who cover the sport that just felt like the San Francisco 49ers can beat anyone and they would never be pushed around. And then the Baltimore Ravens go in and, and do what they did. And I look at what happened at Arrowhead on Monday. Like, I think there's an overreaction that happens week to week. And individually, you start to feel a certain way about a team based upon one game and Football games can be weird. The The football is not shaped in a, a regular size. Like, there are bounces of the game. It's like a, it's a game of inches. Sometimes I think a better team can lose to a worse team because 
the problems start to snowball in the first quarter. So Vegas looks at this, and I think it takes in the reaction of everybody. And, you know, the way that Vegas operates is based on a lot of information. And rather than a simple gut reaction to what happened on Monday, Vegas probably looks at it and says, well, it's Patrick Mahomes versus Jake Browning. It's still Patrick Mahomes versus Jake Browning, right? And as bad as the Chiefs are playing, they think that's good enough for a touchdown. And if you like really think about yeah. back to the good old days, you know, like on Sunday, like that does make sense. And and Vegas doesn't react um, like maybe your, our human brains do, which is why they win more than the people playing. Uh, and so I don't know, for me, it's a little much uh, for my liking. However, I would put it, if I'm Joe bookmaker, I, I think chiefs minus six and a half makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little maybe, but I don't think it's as drastically wrong as maybe people are saying um, when it comes to the line. Just seems tough. Last week, I think they were favored by 10, and I ran into our buddy Sean Barber, and I was like, I think they're going to blow him out. Like, I just, I don't know what it was. I was completely wrong, but I was like, I think they're going to blow him out. I think this game is just Chiefs. You thought like, Chiefs blowing oh, out yeah. on Christmas. I thought it was like 30. Mary Chiefs miss. I thought it was like 31 10. You're not losing this battle. Like, the last time you played him, you went on a 34 to 3 run. Like, and it just didn't happen. And now you get Cincinnati, you know, a team that has – I mean, I guess both teams have everything to play for at this point because you are having a legitimate conversation. The Chiefs might possibly or could possibly lose out on mm-hmm. the playoffs if they don't win their division. Not only that, the one seeds that are still alive are Baltimore, Miami, and Cleveland. Right. So, I mean – and and. I, it just seems tough, man. Seven points against Cincinnati. That ought to be, that ought to be pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, coming up on the other side, it's Yo Pete, 913-586-7610. Don't let me ask him all the questions. I've got five or six. This is your time to shine, Kansas City. Yo Pete, 913-586-7610. We open up the Arrowhead Pride mailbag on the other side for Blake, Pete. I'm Dusty. Listen to Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Arrowhead Pride Radio with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Boys are back on Arrowhead Pride Radio. Pete Sweeney, Dusty Likens, Blake with you as well. Coming up on the other side of this show, the house that Alex Gold built. The Barstool Sportsbook at Hollywood Casino. That He built that thing, man, from the ground up. Well, apparently they, they had to reach some things. He's, a, he's tall and he can reach to certain places. Yeah, he's like 6'3". That others can't, and so he helped with that as they were building it. Mm-hmm. He's like the gambling breaking news guy in this town. Mm-hmm. So you'd think that he probably knows what he's talking he about. Hates Missouri, as you can tell, because they don't. They yeah, don't he's have it. he's definitely. I wonder how he's feeling about having to work today after that game was it started at eight fifteen last night. Yeah, he's a guy that a lot of personal fouls. Over under on a bet on that. Um, four and a half hours of sleep for what Alex Gold. Under. Under, he slept at the the new sports book. Hmm. Went went straight there. Must be nice. Under the- Every week, send us your questions on Twitter at Arrowhead Pride and at Six Ten Sports KC. Now it's time for the mail. It's time for Yo Pete. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. It's my favorite time of the night. Whoa, Yo, Pete. Yeah, take it easy. Sorry, I did grip the microphone there really, really hard. Sometimes I get aggressive. Wow. From the eight one six. Yo, Pete. How many of these current receivers do you think will return next year? From the eight one six. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> a good question. Two. Uh, definitely Rasheed Rice. Right. Uh, uh-huh. 
Sky Moore is still under contract. I, I do think they keep him on the team and see if he can kind of hit the reset button and mm-hmm. play some kind of role. You, he can. You get the rookie contract. I see Watson coming back. Tony's an interesting one because he's still under contract, but you do wonder if the organization washes their hands uh, of that. MVS is not here. I don't I don't know if Richie James is here. So I'm going to conservatively say three of these fellows. Uh, the one I'm the ones I'm pretty sure about are Rasheed Rice and Sky Moore. Okay. Okay. Uh, from the 913. Hmm. Yo, Pete. Will this upcoming draft be mostly offensive picks despite some of the defensive needs they'll have? Yeah, I think you have to fix the offense. I think that has to be the priority first. If you're going to win championships here, it's going to be with Patrick Mahomes being maximized, and he's not at this stage. And that being said, I think the team does a really nice job going into the draft of having some kind of starter that could play on day one at each position. So you could kind of go into the draft, take the best player available. But I don't know this. And I've said it before. This seems like one of those off seasons. That's going to be a correction off season. You know, like we saw from 18 to 19 with the defense, 20 to 21 with the offensive line. I think you got to go and get some pieces for Pat. Okay. All right. Pat's pieces. Yo, Pete, from the 816, how much of these issues do you think are on the coaching staff or coaching related? Well, we'll find out because uh, Andy Reid in the past has been unafraid to make coaching moves when it becomes dire. And I, I think this season offensively kind of fits the bill. And I do think you see some movement there. Uh, what the details are in that, you know, I don't know. And it, and it takes a lot. You know, Andy Reid's a loyal guy. It takes a lot for him to make a coaching move. But I do think that this will be shaken up a little bit uh, just to get some new voices in there next year. Because, you know, what happened this year can't transpire again. Yo, Pete, mm-hmm. from the 816, is Joe Tooney done after this season? Well, there is an out for him in, in 2024. It, it just depends on the the build of the offensive line. Uh, I'm, I'm not 100% sure that, that he's done. You would be taking on some dead cap if you, you moved on from him. Uh, his contract does run through to 2026. We'll see. It's been pretty good for the Chiefs, but uh, I think they're going to be unafraid to make any kind of move. And I don't mean this to be a, a, a cop-out answer, but I, I think they're going to be unafraid to make any kind of move to make sure they put a better team on the field next year. And if that requires making some tough decisions with some of these veterans where they can find ways to, to save salary cap space, uh, I don't think they're going to be afraid to do that. Yo, Pete, from the 785, mm. what are the chances of signing T. Higgins as we'll have a little bit of a show of him on Sunday? Yeah, I think that's a that's a dream signing, a dream signing scenario. Uh, you know, I, I think – the Chiefs are going to be really smart with their cap, but they're also going to make sure that Mahomes has, you know, a a proper number one receiver, if you want to call it that. Um, I think Rasheed Rice can be one of those guys. Maybe it's like a one A one B situation, uh, but you need two legitimate options here for that to even be a, a chance for that type of scenario. So uh, that would be a, a good fit, and we'll see uh, if if he ends up being the the apple of the Chiefs' eye, as they say, Dusty. Would you rather have T. Higgins or Michael Pittman Jr.? I think T. Uh, Pittman is great uh, as well. I think T. is is a better player, you know, for me. Uh, I think this regime has done a really nice job of of working with the player A that they like, but B, 
making sure that the contract that they're willing to accept kind of fits in the long-term plan for flexibility. And so, you know, some of that stuff we're not privy to necessarily in the negotiations are going to come into play. But I think pure player, I, I'll take T over Michael Pittman at this stage. Yo, Pete, from the 201, as much as I love Chris Jones, any thoughts of not giving him contract and get two good skill position players on the offensive side? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, and this is an unfortunate part to, to this season, I think you're looking at the final days of Chris Jones in the Chiefs uniform. Really great here. Uh, really has come into his own. I think when they couldn't come to that agreement last year, that kind of spelled the end for both sides. Uh, if you're asking me how is the scenario of him leaving, I, I think the Chiefs end up tagging him, because remember that's still an option in the rework deal, and then trading him uh, like we, we saw them do the opposite way with Frank Clark. So you're getting some compensation back, and you can get some of that money uh, off the books, and uh, then it becomes uh, George Karloftis's show, and you you, you know you got to draft a defensive tackle or find a defensive tackle that can do the job inside, uh, and still manage to get pressure on the opposing quarterback. It's tough. To, it's going to be tough to replace Chris Jones. I think that's the reality. But in the grand scheme of the team's build, it's probably going to be the end end up being the best option for Kansas City. I think Jones knows that. I mean, if you've listened to some interviews with him. You know, unfortunately, and, and it's a bittersweet conversation, right? Because he wants his money, but uh, loves loves to play here, loves winning the championships here. I think he'll he'll end up moving on after this season. Starting to get festive towards the new year. Yo, Pete. Usually, I want to dive into X's and O's, but what's Mahomes' New Year's resolution? Wrong answers only. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think it is? I want some time off. Yeah. <laughs> My year's resolution I've, is to have I've some time too, off in I've January. I've too many playoff games these yeah. past five years. Uh, My year's resolution, I want to play a home. I want to play an away AFC championship game. I want my ankle intact yeah. this year. I don't want to have an injury right before the playoffs. Right. No turf toe, no high ankle sprain. I'm not going to get injured before the postseason. Wrong answers only. Um, yo, Pete, what is the best breed of dog? Oh, uh, it's a golden doodle. Oh, because you have one? A gigantic brown golden doodle would oh. be the best breed, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have any New Year's resolutions? Do yeah. you do those? Yeah, no. I, I'm going to get in the gym. Yeah, I try to do some things I like to emphasize. Like, I, I want to I want to read more books at night rather Good than watching football and, and, and shows. Mm-hmm. I want to, uh, yeah, you know, for the 10th straight year, getting shape would be nice. Uh, maybe eat a little healthier mm-hmm. is, is a good thing. What about you? Um, just continue to be, you know, a better person. Yeah, you need that. Yeah. You know, no offense, but I'm just saying. You're a pretty lousy human. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I don't know. Just be a better example of, you know, I don't know, of a human being. Try to be nicer. Yeah. More know? positivity. Yeah, right. dude. Don't get so down, man. Yeah. Right. This man. is the this is after hours, not the not the negative shack. No, nah, dude. I just, you know. Right. Keep thriving in life. Keep enjoying Every day doing this job is what I, my New Year's resolution is. Smoke more cigars and, and have a few I'm more I'm not pops. a cigar guy. No, you, you See, that surprises me. You come Why? off to me as a cigar guy. I don't like the smell, and I, you know, I, I'm going to want to inhale it, and I, I, would, I just, I I won't. would think that you would like the smell, and you'd want to inhale it. That's the idea. No, I do want to inhale it, but you're not supposed to. Mm. I really, really, really want to. Mm. All right, man. What do you got going on the rest of the week? Same as usual. We'll keep you updated on this injury front. Chiefs have five injuries here, and the key one to Legere Sneed, so we'll keep you updated on that front. Get you ready for this uh, Chiefs and Bengals game. Ron Cop mentioned it. We got some good stuff up there today, so take a look. And keep it locked in. ArrowheadPride.com, our podcast network, the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network.
Coming up on the other side, it's Alex Gold. It's that betting show live from Hollywood Casino in the new sports book. It's Alex Gold, that betting show, Goldie Locks, all the good Woo! stuff. Woo! He's a TV guy now these days, too. You could have seen him on Sunday night if you stayed up. I'm Pete Sweeney. I'm Dusty Likens. That's Blake. This has been Arrowhead Pride Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Good night, Kansas City. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.